Ladies and gentlemen, here we are, the Golfers Show. You've got Andy here, Michael at the other end. Greetings, sir. G'day. So today we are going with the trick shot angle of golf. This is a show where we cover the game from all angles. She's a Kiwi. She lives in Arizona. She's killing it. She has a huge social media following. And if you've played golf, no doubt you've seen her videos. Millions and millions and millions and millions of views. Her name's Tani Atade, and we'll catch up with her right now. She is a trick shot artist. Tania, thank you so much for your time. You're an absolute world phenomenon. One of your videos is almost at 50 million blimmin' views. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't even make that video. Someone else made it. Oh, <laughs> like made it. Right. They made a compilation of them. I didn't even know what was going around until I started getting tagged in it. And then I was like, oh, that's a cool video. <laughs> Can you let us know what it's like to be a viral sensation? Because, you know, all the kids these days want to be viral and famous and get the clicks and the likes and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is it all that it's cracked up to be? Well, yeah. Like, if I had to pick, I would definitely do it again. Do I like doing the social media part of it all the time, 24-7? No. Like, sometimes I kind of wish I could just go back to my private profile and just post the stuff I wanted to post, not have to think about what I'm posting or why I'm posting it. I'm pretty good at, like, sticking to what I would normally post anyway, but I don't post things like my family, for example, um, because I remember a long time ago, well, not a long time ago, but when I first started doing the social media stuff, I kind of fell into it. I wasn't really looking to jump into that world. Um but it would have been stupid to not jump on board when it was all working out. And I posted my brothers and we were just, it was just like a stupid picture of us, like just being normal. And all these people start writing these comments back, like didn't know you date douchebags, just all this stuff like that, completely irrelevant to the actual photo. And I think I just felt bad that I was putting people that I cared about into that space when they don't necessarily want to be in it. So with that being said, like, it's not all perfect, but for the opportunities that it's given me, I would definitely suggest you do it if you can do it. And do you feel the pressure of it all? Because you, you're you so good at what you do. Like the, the, the stuff that you put out is unbelievable. I don't know how the hell you've refined that skill to that level. It's just crazy. Um, but, you know, how do you, you keep going? Because what's next? Are you going to have to juggle a ball on the moon? But that's probably the hardest part now. It's not it's not really being capable of doing the trick shots. It's coming out with stuff that's just different. So obviously with this, all this isolation stuff, everybody's a trick shot artist. <laughs> <laughs> the competition has been really heavy recently. But to be honest, it, it in a little way put me off posting stuff at the moment. I don't know if you've like been following my feed and stuff, but I haven't really done as much as just feel like it all gets diluted and amongst everything and everyone else's stuff. So I just kind of have done my own thing. Plus it's been a different experience for me because normally I'm traveling all the time. This is the first time I've in three or four years that I've gotten to just be at home for a little bit. Not that I'd want to be at home as much as I've been home, but it has been different. It's like a slower pace. So for me, it hasn't been the worst thing in the world. So I've kind of taken this time as a patch of time where I don't necessarily have to do so much. But if I wanted to come up with something, it's, I guess you have to think like really outside the box now because everyone can chip a ball into a cup. A lot of people are juggling stuff now. It's more just like, I don't know if you saw my friend's post. He hit that uh, PlayStation disc into the PlayStation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like that's, so it's not even technically a trick shot. If you think about, what you need to be capable of, capable of doing to pull it off that video. 
it's more just he was super creative about it and did something that relates to everyone. Everyone gets it and everyone can try it if they wanted to. Sometimes if you do like a really difficult juggling trick shot, no one, it doesn't really catch on as well because no one can do that stuff. So they never really try it. So mm-hmm. I guess I'm doing a lot of the trick shot stuff and then like working in with social media. It's weird to think of the stuff that I would like to do or the videos that I think I've done that are really cool. And the way the audience sees those videos because it's definitely I would say to some people um the best trick shot you can do is something that looks easy enough that anyone can try it but it's hard enough that no one can do it so Uh like that would be the perfect level of a trick shot in my head because it gets people involved like people actually get up and they're like I want to try that one I did one recently it was just kind of simple just putting a wasn't really a trick shot I guess but it was putting a a quarter in between fork spokes hmm. like a just a dinner fork yeah and so everybody has a dinner fork everybody who plays golf has a putter everybody has a quarter so like that's something that everyone can try so i got a lot of videos of people trying that stuff and they're not even necessarily golfers but those are kind of the tricks that actually catch on really well because if everyone can try do it and it's still hard enough that they can't necessarily do it that easy that's the kind of challenge that people want to do Ah. whereas if i were to just juggle and do all the stuff that people just don't they just look at and they're like i can't do that it will never really catch on so it's it's been it's been an interesting like i did a trick shot actually with another girl from new zealand she's an ex snowboarder she went to the sochi olympics um back in the day she was known for a few other things as well but she's super cool she wanted to do a trick shot so we did this really difficult snowboarding trick shot and people like loved it but they didn't like love it, love it. And it's just because no one can do it. It was more like a tick off the bucket list thing for us. We just wanted to do a really complicated snowboarding slash golf trick shot. Mm. But that's not necessarily the video that's going to get the most attention. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. But I guess you don't know that unless you know that, you know, you had to experience that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And are you managing all this stuff yourself or have you got a team of people helping you out? Um, I don't really have a team. I have an agent. Mostly because I'm in America and uh, I don't want to <laughs> mess anything up yeah. on a visa. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I can I definitely cover all my bases. Like I have an immigration attorney. I have like three tax attorneys. I have my agents. So I guess I could do a lot of it on my own if I wanted to do it on my own. I'm just a very Type B personality, so I'm not very good organized. That's just not one of my strengths. I'm not really good at keeping up with calendars. Like the best thing I can do is write stuff down on a piece of paper, leave it in the most obvious place in my house. And then, like, hope I walk across it all the time and remember to read it. Can I suggest a place for that so, post-it note, Tanya? The, yeah, the face yeah. of your wedge. <laughs> if you put a post-it note on the face of your wedge, you'll 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 nail it every day. Your to-do list. Well, I promise everybody's you. Everybody's been t- everybody's been telling me like, just make it your screensaver. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you what's on the back of my screensaver right now. Like, I just don't think I notice it. So it's like I'll put that list there, but it would just be a background in my head. It wouldn't be something I'm supposed to look at. Yeah, interesting. I'm. I'm pretty good when it comes at remembering things when it comes to writing it down physically because everyone's sending me these apps try this app like this is a really good app for organization and all this stuff and like i just it doesn't connect in my head Mm. anyway i'm working on that point being i more need an agent for that okay (laughs) as opposed to as to like almost help manage me as opposed to uh uh maybe like getting deals and stuff like that. Cause a lot of the companies that I work with, especially the ones I work with long-term, they actually kind of just come straight to you. Mm, okay. 
I see. Because yeah. you have you have such a big following, you know, hundreds of thousands and the views and all that. The DMs, that must be a dumpster fire. Do you ever venture into oh, the DMs? Man. I mean, I skim through them sometimes because I'm not going to lie. This is another, like, slap in the face to my type B personality. I have missed invites for tournaments by not going through my DMs. So that's, at the time, it sucked. But um, that's kind of why I have to go through them. But if it was just all just comments and stuff like that, I'd say for every 15 or 20 DMs I get, one is, like, pretty a pretty good question. Sometimes it's from a kid who wants to, like, learn something about golf wants me to look at their swing or sometimes it's a business opportunity whatever it is so there is like little gold nuggets in there sometimes (laughs) but there's a lot of rocks (laughs) (laughs) i can only imagine far out because we're in strange times now oh totally i actually have a friend back in new zealand i've been friends with him and his brother since i was like five that he every time i see him and i'm home he's like can i look at your dms and he just has like he just has a ball I'll just sit there having a drink with him and he'll just be like looking through my DMs like, I can't believe people write this stuff. I can't believe like whatever, whatever. Wow. See, that would be a great, I mean, I don't know if your agent would be into it, but that'd be a real interesting video. You there just juggling, answering DMs. The, you know? real, the real DMs. <laughs> yeah, the real nasty ones. <laughs> the real ones. Well, I, I think I'm pretty fortunate because I've watched a bunch of friends who have social media followings around me and they, they just really struggle with it. I think I do credit like growing up in New Zealand and my family and friends and stuff like for keeping me grounded because I do look at the social media stuff just like it's social media. And so it doesn't really affect me that I also don't like how, how much can you hit a trick shot? I also don't really get that much like bad yeah. stuff on there, but I see how people get, you know, obsessed with it. And if they could have a hundred good comments and I have one bad comment, it's the only thing they think about. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't wear those shoes anymore because like they make my legs look weird. Like what? Jeez. But they'll they'll notice stuff like that, and like that's how sensitive people are to social media. It's like people, especially parents, will ask me if I sh- if they should get their kids into social media now. Like, should they start building them a following now? And I don't really have the answer for that, to be honest. Like, I feel like it's really individual to individual. But I always tell them that whenever I start having kids, I would try to keep my kids off social media for as long as possible. To be honest. Hmm. That's that's uh, that's good that you're saying that out loud because um, you know what the dark side's like, I imagine, to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I don't really get too caught up in that. I just think it's funny most of the time when people write that kind of stuff. I'm like, how mad do you have to be at a trick shot that you've written this? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what what is going on in your life that this has upset you so much? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. just, it's just such a weird concept to me. So. I guess I, it's more that I just watch it around me and the damage it has and just the way that people can hide so easily behind their phone screen. They don't have to own up to anything and all that kind of stuff, which like while we're on this conversation, I actually, me and two others, we actually built a social media platform and oh. we're actually right in the process of kind of launching it. We're just trying to tidy up a couple of pieces, but it's on Apple. Um, it's on Google store and stuff like that. But the whole goal between us three, we all had different pieces of what we think is missing in social media. So there's like an earning component and there's stuff like that. But like for me, it was really trying to tidy up the pieces of social media that I see are really messed up. But mm. there's not, there's only so much you can do. Like we don't want to exchange user friendliness and like your freedom on your social media app for that. But we tried to do everything we could to get it to a point where at least people might be enticed to use it in a better way. Mm, so like cool. I, I've definitely been doing all of this stuff um, and like falling into the social media space because obviously I don't really want it 
like I didn't aim for this. It kind of just happened. I got really lucky. I obviously see the benefits of social media. I think it's amazing that we have it. Like I was thinking about when I came to the States and Skype was kind of newish then. And that was the only way I could really keep in touch with people from home. And now you can just like jump on house party and instantly be like talking to all your friends and family in different parts of the world, all in one room in one conversation. And so like the parts like that are so great. You can like document your life. You can tell people without having to email individually everybody or call five people every day and tell them what's going on. Like it's just, it's such a good thing that we have. Mm -hmm. And then there's all the business components and stuff. And I feel like a lot of us are just throwing it away for like redundant stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's like we, we could use this tool so well. It's like, you know, like a society and we just aren't. So there's room for both. Like you can just mess around on social media, but there should be a place to go where, you know, you can actually use it for substantial stuff and it's like a healthier thing. Cause I had a perfect, but I had an idea, Tanya, maybe you could help me get it off the ground for an app. It's a dating app and it's called love at no sight. It's like Tinder, except you can't have photos and all you can do is call each other. Um, why does that sound like it could be a reality TV show? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know America will take that show in a heartbeat. How, okay. That's actually like a really awesome concept. Not going to lie. Cause I, I will admit I'm on two dating apps and as fun as it is, it's just, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know. Cause they always put up photos of like, Oh, look at my six pack. And then you meet them. You're like, Hmm, you didn't tell me you had no teeth. <laughs> Okay, I haven't had the no teeth experience yet, but, <laughs> you know, that, that, that would be a tough one. And I'm, I'm not very good at, like, pretending to enjoy a date, so you would see it on my face, so I wouldn't be able to, like, continue that date very long if they had told me they had all their teeth, and then they did it. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, you, you, we can and hear that's, like that's really the biggest difference. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, because we can hear Tanya that you've um, there's still a bit of Kiwiism in your accent, but there's it's been Americanified. Do the uh, do the Americans still hear a Kiwi accent at your end? Oh, they definitely do. Which I don't really hear it anymore. You know, I went home at Christmas time, not this year, last year, and the women's tennis was on, and uh, what's her name was there? Uh, Wozniaki. Oh, was there? Yep, yep. Yeah, so she was there, and my friend really wanted an autograph or a photo, like, from her or whatever it was. And she's, like, too nervous to ask her. I was like, just go ask. Like, she's just with one person. It's the perfect time. There's no one around. She, like, super chill. Just go and ask. She, like, wouldn't do it. So I was like, give me your phone. I'll do it. So I went up to her, and I guess it was her manager. And I said, hey, my friend really wants a photo of you. She's a big fan. Like, would you mind taking a photo with her? And her manager goes to me, we only do that for Kiwis. And I was like, oh. and then my friend goes, well, that's good. Cause she's a Kiwi. He's like, no, you're not. And I was like, wow, is it like that far gone? Wow. Far <laughs> I right. had to show my driver's license. He didn't believe me. Wow. So you, you, you're in a, how long have you been in America now? Uh, mostly for the last nine years. I did come home for all of like the end of 2015 and all of 2016. Cause you're yeah, rich, you, that, you're originally Auckland. Yeah, Auckland, born and bred, and then talk us through the process of getting to America and, and your journey to where you are now. Oh, so basically when I first started golf, so I had my first golf ball in a golf range at Taka Golf Range uh, when I was 14, 14, 15-ish, more 14. And there was a coach in the bay next to me, and he actually asked if he would, if he could coach me. So we, I started getting lessons pretty early, which I think was good because it kind of cut out any bad habits. I got better faster that sort of thing. But he had had two girls that went on a scholarship to America, like a half sports, half academic scholarship. 
And so for him, that was like the greatest opportunity you could have free schooling, like competition, going to a different country, growing, all that kind of stuff. So he kind of fed that idea into my head. And then fast forward, I finished school. I don't, I don't want to go to college because I didn't really enjoy high school. And like, I just didn't really love school. So I, I held it off as long as possible. But for the age requirements for NCAA, I needed to go when I was 20 for me to be eligible for all four years age-wise. So I ended up pretty much almost forcing myself to go. And then I went to college for four years. Then I wanted to turn pro as soon as that was done. So I tried to stay there because I tried to do it from New Zealand. It's just a bit far mm. from everything. There's a lot more um, you can do in America. So I kind of stayed for that reason. It was more not because I want to be there. It was more because I had to. Yeah. I still feel, I still kind of feel the same way. Like if I could live in New Zealand and do everything I'm doing, I would love that. I love New Zealand. I get excited when I get to come home. I'm supposed to be home in New Zealand right now, but like obviously the ISO stuff kind of missed up the event that we were working on, so it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, because because America seems like such a big, scary, exciting, crazy beast when you're when you're a Kiwi. And um, what's your experience been like? And and how would you explain the American experience? Is <laughs> is it crazy as it seems? It is kind of crazy. I just think it's just so much bigger. But if I had to put it in a quick concise story i would probably say i would like to raise my kids in new zealand and give them a grounding i just think people back home are a little bit more realistic and down to earth they're they're like non-judgmental all that kind of stuff like they're more about who they are as opposed as opposed to who they want people to think they are Mm. which i appreciate um but then they always say you know you always hear like america land of the free and they talk about how much freedom you have here i personally don't think you have a whole lot of freedom here but I do think it's the one country where you can dream of being anything and there's like a market for it. Ah, okay. Whereas I, mean, I don't know if we have that as much in New Zealand. I think a lot of the stuff that people can do here, but if they did them back home, it would be really frowned upon and people wouldn't really get on board with it. Yeah, I think it would be, be probably difficult to uh, launch a trick shot artist career from the North Shore. <laughs> right? Yeah. I think it would be, I would be like a... Uh, like a circus monkey. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know this guy took a bunch of my videos, made a compilation, and put Dance Monkey in the background? Because oh. that was, you know, the TikTok song. And my friend wouldn't stop laughing. It's like, oh, my gosh, so relevant. So I have another <laughs> friend that whenever I go to the golf range and we bump into each other, she'll just yell from the other side of the range. She'll be like, dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be like that in New Zealand, but on steroids. So. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. And in a roundabout way, you're, you're helping brand New Zealand by being out there doing what you're doing. And, oh, um, yeah, I love being able to do anything in relation to New Zealand. Yeah. So you were at uh, you were at university or whatever they call it over there, college, um, and then yeah. you had an injury, didn't you? Or you had to have a surgery yes. in your wrists? Yeah, I've had three surgeries now. I'm actually supposed to have surgery again. I tried three different surgeons. I went all the way to San Diego just to get a different opinion. Everyone recommended. A couple of them worked for the Diamondbacks and like a, uh, the Dodgers and the big baseball teams and stuff here. So they know what they're doing. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I just don't have the perfect risk for the situation because I wanted to play. That was really my dream. I fell into the trick shot thing. But uh, I think the wrist thing is an issue for the plane because of the grind. Like, it's hard to go out on the range every day and beat balls and stuff like that because my wrists just feel it really badly. I could do a couple of hours of a session and um, my wrist will be, like, not okay for the next week and a half. So I don't know if it's just almost like a genetic thing. The trick shot stuff isn't that bad because you kind of jump in, do what you need to do, say I was doing a show, 
I would just jump and do it and then jump back out and then you can kind of rest. I don't really grind for trick shots or anything. So mm. it takes less of a toll. And playing isn't that bad for me either. But I don't want to, you know, be a player and not practice and then just yeah, be sure. a bad player. Yeah. I would rather not play. Um, but if you play golf and you're shooting par, for example, you probably hit maybe like 35 shots that whole round. Yeah. So you really aren't hitting much in, what, four hours? So actually playing isn't so bad, it's just the grind. Yeah, so I still play now. I mean, would I say 100% have given up on playing, playing? No, but uh, I do have to be realistic about my situation. And, I mean, I have a few other things going on, so it's not the worst thing in the world to me if I were to drop one of them and start focusing on the other things I love to do. Yeah. So it's not bad, but it would be kind of like a slight heartbreak <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's because that's the dream you hold from a young age, isn't it? Um, so when you when you started getting into trick shots, what was that like? When did it just hit? Did you just make one video and then it just went bang? Sort of. So basically, my Instagram profile was on private, and I did a couple of trick shot videos right before I had one of my surgeries, um, and I just bounced some balls, like ping pong balls, into solo cups. So I was when I first started the trick shot thing. That's kind of what I was known for. I guess I still kind of am known for that. But just doing stuff at home and solo cups, kind of like beer pong type trick shots. And I did maybe three or four videos for my family purely because they thought golf was super lame. They're like, mm. why do you even play that? It's not even a sport. You don't even run. And I couldn't even argue it because I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever run on the golf course. <laughs> I was like, that is kind of weird. So I just did those for them. And then they would send it and my friends would see it as well. I think I had maybe 500 followers at this time. Um, but it was all friends and stuff. So then they would send it to their friends or tag their friends. Obviously, if it's a private profile, no one could see it. So fast forward about a year, I was still getting asked for these videos. So I ended up just taking my profile off private. And I was like, just just tag your friends. Like, I don't want to send these videos everywhere. I don't even have them on my phone anymore. And so when I opened my profile, it took like less than two days. And all these golf pages like golf digest or got, I think golf digest had already written an article about about me and I don't even know where they found the information really, but it was something like, like this is the best trick shot artist that you're probably not following or something like that. So they posted that a bunch of the golf pages started asking to post stuff. And then coincidentally at that time, my friend had asked me to do this trick shot. And so I made up this trick shot and I, there was a Christmas one, I think, and there was a flip cut one. And then Bleacher Report, ESPN, all those pages started picking them up. So I think I went from, I think I jumped to like 10,000 followers in a month or something. It happened really quickly. And then from there, it just kind of exponentially grew really quick. Then mm-hmm. everyone was like, you're the trick shot girl. And I was like, yes, I'm the trick shot girl. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's crazy. So you then went from uh, that, your, your profile starts to explode. And then when did the calls start coming in for business? Um, I think the first call I had was from Honda and they wanted to do, so this was about November, December. This was happening. I think by mid December, I already had like 15,000 followers. And then I got a call from Honda because they wanted me to do an ad with two other trick shot guys. And so I flew to, I flew to Orlando to do that because it was right before the PGA show. And then the guy who we worked with was like, when I go to the PGA show and work this event for me. I was like, sure. So I go to the event and at the event, Puma was like, we've been like looking for you because we want to sponsor you. And wow. so it all, it all happened really quickly. And in my head, I was like, wow, this is kind of crazy. Like 
I didn't think people even cared about trick. I don't even know that trick golf trick shots were a thing. But everything was helping my golf because now I was like, okay, cool. I have equipment for golf. And then all the brands I work with like that, I still play really well as well. Like I don't just do trick shots. I actually play golf too. Mm. Um, And so, yeah, everything just kind of started helping. And then I was like, okay, be dumb to not go with this. And I do enjoy doing the trick shots anyway. So it's all good. Yeah, well, that's the dream. That's the dream. What's been one of the, so some of the most surreal experiences that you've had so far? I did get to last year go to two of my bucket list places since I was a kid. So one was Switzerland, and one was Japan. So those those are really awesome experiences. I've done trick shots in like I did trick shots on the sixteenth at TPC one year for the waste management, which was kind of chaotic, but it was probably one of the most rewarding trick shot experiences. It was pretty cool. What else? I don't know. I've done, I've worked with a bunch of brands that I've appreciated. I did trick shots in like Times Square. That was awkward. Wow. Uh, on the subway. Try doing trick shots on a subway when everyone's telling you not to touch anything. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, did some uh, at Niagara Falls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I've had like super crazy experiences, but I have had really, like I have met really cool people because of it and spent yeah. time with like a lot of, people that I obviously wouldn't have thought I would have been able to spend time with. Can you drop some names for us? Okay, if we go off, like, just people that maybe follow me on social media that I've interacted with, so, like, a couple good ones. One time Mark Cuban wrote on one of my posts. Um, A-Rod follows me on social media. A bunch of, like, like the One Direction kids, one of the guys (laughs) off the Big Bang Theory. Uh, Just really, it's, it's, like, crazy to think the random people that play bunch of the All Blacks, like I met up with a, a couple of the All Blacks when they were here at the Waste Management this year and spent a bit of time with them, which was awesome. Obviously, extra awesome for me because they're from home. And so that was fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think some more about wow. those. I spent a lot, a lot of time with like Larry Fitzgerald and Mike Wilburn, which, by the way, first time I met Larry, I didn't even know who he was because we don't have NFL. So I'm at dinner and there's... And I followed basketball growing up. So Charles Barkley's at the table, Michael Barn, Larry, Charles' agent, I think, and this girl. And so we're at dinner. I'm like, holy crap, it's crazy. I'm at dinner with Charles Barkley. Mm. This guy's sitting next to me. He's like, hey, want to play? He's like introverted. He's pretty quiet. He's like, want to play golf tomorrow? I was like, yeah, I play golf every day, so sure. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, give me your phone number. Next day he calls me at like six. He's like, wake up, meet me at this course at seven. I was like, oh, who is this guy? Like, why do I, <laughs> I want to play golf at seven? So I go play golf with him. Private course, super nice. And we finish and he's, all these people are asking for his autograph and stuff. I feel like that's happened to me a lot where I didn't know who I was with and then turns out they were someone famous in the States. And so people are asking for photos, they're talking to him, whatever. And then we finish and I'm about to leave. He's like, we got to go across the road and play this part three course. So I was like, no, I'm going to go up and play with a friend up in North Scottsdale. So then anyway, he tells the, the valet guys, like, don't put her clubs in her car. Put them in my car. She's coming across the road. So I was like, okay, okay I'll go play. So we go across the road. And we're having lunch and we're just eating outside. All these people are talking to him, asking for photos, whatever it is. I don't know who he is. So I'm just sitting there. I look at the TV and the TV's on ESPN and they're going through the the top three wide receivers of all time. And the second person that comes up is Larry. And wow. so I was looking, eating, and he's sitting next to me talking to these people. I'm looking at the screen, looking over at him, looking at the screen, looking over at him. <laughs> and I'm like, 
oh shit (laughs) he just starts cracking up laughing he's like t i knew he was like i knew last night when we were at dinner you didn't know who i was i was like i'm so sorry i I was like i don't follow any football i don't know i don't even know what a wide receiver is so i was like i'm sorry he's like no it's cool he was like i thought that was one of the coolest things about you and i was like oh i guess yeah that would be a thing for someone like him yeah far out that is crazy what a crazy life you've had and out of the blue as well super i mean if you were to enjoy my life though you really have to be okay just being very spontaneous yeah absolutely which i'm comfortable with doing that but if you're not comfortable with doing that you probably wouldn't like my life Mm. like i've gone to germany for an event with one day's notice for a week. So like you have to be okay kind of just picking up and leaving and doing that sort of stuff, which I mean, each to their own, but. Because with your particular skill, you know, trick shots, the, um, I think of it like, you know, like Guns N' Roses, the band, they have to go out there and sing Sweet Child of Mine. And I'm sure there's a part of them that makes them go, oh, okay. You know, like known for that one thing. Is there a little part of you that, (laughs) that finds it like, okay, this is getting old now. Is there any part of that going on? Um, I guess the only time I ever feel that is when I'm just trying to go out and hang out with friends and play golf, maybe at a range, and people will just come up and be like, hey, can you do a trick shot? Um, my friend's like a big fan, and I'll try film it. And like some, sometimes that gets a little bit old just because I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, okay, what, what kind of trick shot? Mm. And then I kind of feel like a dork because I'm like, <laughs> so like I have to do these random little performances, and they're awkward, they're cringe. But, like, to them, I guess it's exciting. But I think because I do it in my head so often, I'm like, oh, another trick shot. But if I went off shows and things, I think every show is completely different. Like, I've done, a, I've done like, a bar mitzvah before. It's just <laughs> super random. But don't, don't ask me why they picked me, but this kid just wanted the golf trick shot. Wow. So, super random stuff like that. I've done events for just older women. I did this event. Well, I couldn't even call it an event, but this group of older ladies wanted to go on this golf trip. And so they actually paid me to come and just like be an added guest on this trip with all their girlfriends. It was an awesome trip, but just the stuff I get asked to do is really random. It's not always like a charity event and you go to the front and you do a trick shot. Like it's just different all the time. So I guess it doesn't get old because of that. Cause every event's really different. They want me to do different things. Sometimes I go to events. I don't even do trick shots. So wow, so strange, so strange, super strange. Yeah, only in America, eh? Only in America. Yes, everyone's dream is a dream here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for your time. It's been great getting that that insight. What a crazy thing you're doing. I wish you all the best, and long may it continue. And let's hope you don't have to do too many cringe videos for fans. (laughs) Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Cheers, Tanya. Bye -bye. Bye. Bye.